You are listening to In Construction Influencers, a podcast for the Indiana construction and real estate development community. We give you access to the brightest minds in the Indiana construction space, and through their personal stories, listeners will gain awareness to the most innovative construction projects in the state. And I am Nate Lelly. With over 25 years in the construction industry, I started this podcast because I'm passionate about building relationships and wanted to share some of the conversations with you. Before we continue, let's hear a word from our sponsors. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash acquire. That's linkedin.com slash acquire. Terms and conditions apply. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I'm excited you're joining me today on this episode of In Construction Influencers, and I'm Nate Lelly. Today's podcast, we are live and in person at Rebar Development's corporate offices in Fishers, Indiana, talking with Shelby Bowen, president and owner of Rebar Development. How you doing, Shelby? Hey, Nate. Thank you. Thanks for the introduction. Yeah. Got me excited to chat today. I uh, appreciate that. So tell me about Rebar. How did you decide to start Rebar? Oh, you know, I always joke, all my friends that are in the business smile and said, oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I knew then what I knew now, right? It's a tough business, but really has been rewarding. You know, I think what happened is I had the good fortune to work for a lot of great development companies and development people and smart people. Maybe they made it look too easy, but I tried to pay attention and eventually said, you know what, I'm going to go out. I see some opportunity maybe to be a little more nimble and uh, decided to, to hang my own shingle and get out there and chase a few really communities and then build a projects around what we think is a good fit for community. Yeah, that's great because you really have created your own little niche in this market of real estate development and have been able to go out there and, and find some good communities and build some good apartments. So you're mainly multifamily, correct? Mi yeah, mixed use? That's right. You know, mixed use. The mixed use portion comes in when there's an opportunity to do some commercial space as a part of the project. But primarily our focus has been, you know, to create density in downtowns. That's great. So here, as we are recording, there's some news coming out of McCordsville, Indiana, big, that big you news. are uh, that, you, that, you're, that they've approved some project. What's going on there? Yeah, I'll tell you, it's just been a wonderful journey to get to know everybody there in Town Hall, in the town of McCordsville. I think if you're from this area or central Indiana, you just have a sense that McCordsville's right there. It's right on the cusp, and that's the type of community really where I think we excel is being that that great partner that comes in, they have a plan, you know, context uh, design has been working with them for several years and they've talked about a downtown plan. And once we got over there and said, you know, the, they're serious about it and this fits with what we think we can do well as a partner. And uh, the growth is certainly headed that way and really just worked hard to try to bring that to fruition. 
And I always say, let's not schedule the parade yet. It's a lot, a lot of work, a lot of work, a lot ahead. of work left, but goodness, we wouldn't be here without a lot of people kind of getting on board with the plan. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and you've been instrumental on helping them get their development of what potentially is going to be their new downtown area, right? Yeah. You're kind of going to be a, a, a keystone, if you will. I'd, I'd like to think about it as kind of the first domino. You know, okay. it's going to take a lot. It's going to it's going to take several years. I mean, if you look around, it's not like some of the communities here that are thriving, Fishers, Carmel, even Westfield, Noblesville. It's not like they've stopped. It's really a multi-year growth cycle. And McCordsville's at the front. And we're we're going to partner with them to really kind of establish the town center, put in infrastructure that's critical to kind of oh, reduce nice. the barriers. Yeah. And then we're going to build 206 apartments that will also include six small commercial studios, what we like to call neighborhood commercial. And so it'll be kind of the first domino, I think, of a lot of great development that's going to occur over there. All right. So don't start the parade yet, but it's coming, right? <laughs> I do want to attend a parade over there <laughs> as it comes to fruition. And I think there'll be a lot of great community. I mean, I think it's going to be the heart of the community over there as more and more comes on online. And the, the town, if you see in their master plan, they have really fantastic plans to add you know, amphitheater and other right. community events. And yeah, that's I, gonna be exciting. I think that's going to really be something special there. Yeah. Yeah, that we're, that really will. Which kind of leads me to one of your projects that you've got under construction now, the Oliver in downtown yeah. Yorkville because Yorktown, I'm Yorktown, sorry. Yorktown, yep. Because that is next to their Civic Green that has an amphitheater and the new City Hall municipal building. Tell yeah. me a little bit about that one. Sure, I'd love to cuz this is one really when when I was thinking about starting Rebar and kind of leading up to going out on my own, I really just felt like there was an opportunity to work with some of the smaller communities and deliver kind of the same quality of project that you see in central Indiana, just at a smaller scale. And looking for communities that were actively investing in their core and in their community. And Yorktown was certainly doing that. Again, I'm a bit of a scavenger that I follow context design and Veritas group around as they're working with communities to develop these downtown plans. And I'm kind of like the stalker going, wow, that is, <laughs> you know, that's a great plan. And as soon as there's an opportunity, you know, I'm like knocking going, Hey, I want to yeah. be a part of this from the private sector. And Yorktown's a great example of that. Their civic plaza is as good as anything in central Indiana. I totally it's, agree. It, it's amazing. People would just be blown away if they were over there to see what Yorktown's done. And we're just a, we're just a small part of their downtown right. plan. So tell me how many units are in that building that you guys It's 26 want. apartments on top of about 8,000 square feet of commercial. And again, the thing that's, I think, unique about that in, in Yorktown is we all acknowledge that we want the commercial to succeed. And so as a result of Yorktown's participation as a partner, we're able to keep the rents affordable. We'll have some turnkey commercial studios that are 1,000 square feet or less, short-term leases. I mean, really, really reduce the barrier to folks who want to start or grow their business in Yorktown. And so it's first-floor commercial right on the Civic Plaza and uh, awesome apartments on second and third floor, all with balconies overlooking the Civic Green. It's just awesome. Oh, yeah, that'll be really cool. It's cool. 
That's really nice. And so what did you say, 26 apartments? 26 apartments yeah. total. So that, yep. that's a pretty small amount to be able to go in. Uh, a lot of other developers are trying to get 150, sure. 250, which you've got going on in McCordsville. But how would you get 26 to work? Well, I mean, Is that for, the secret sauce Are you can be able to tell us? Oh, yeah, I'm happy to share it because it's so much work. If anyone's listening, don't do it. Don't do this at home. <laughs> it's, but it's too late for me. It's not too late for, for others. But uh, really, the first and foremost, it's a result of Yorktown and the county, Delaware County, together participating because there's an economic gap. Unfortunately, it costs the same to build that building in Yorktown as it does Carmel, but the rents are certainly not yeah, the same. That's a great point. So Yorktown has to step forward and say, but we want we want this quality of project. And then for me, though, it becomes more about what's the right scale and what's the what's the best start in Yorktown. Let's validate that we can create a place where people want to live and work and you can always build more. Yeah, and so I, I thought it was scale appropriate and, and really as a result of Yorktown's participation. So the, the name is the Oliver and that has special meaning as well. What's that mean? Yeah. Oliver Hampton Smith founded Yorktown. We always have a lot of fun trying to attach some historical context to our projects. And the joke with Oliver Hampton Smith and naming the project is I didn't think we could call it the Hampton because yeah. you know people <laughs> would be trying to Might book. Be confusing. Uh, that'd be confusing. And the Smith <laughs> seemed a little boring. No offense to people that, with that last name. So we went with the Oliver and it's kind of been a lot of fun and still has that historical context. Uh, yeah, that's great. So when is that going to be open that's this year, 2021? Well, let's see. I hope that CPM construction is listening because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the developer will tell you their goal, but it will be open in April. Okay, uh, And they're tracking. We've had a lot of great nice. weather. They've been on top of things over there. I'm really impressed with the progress they've made. Good. So people will be living there this spring. Very nice. That'll this company, nice. well, this next spring. 2022. That's right. So one of your other projects then takes us to Lafayette, the Ellsworth. Where does that stand? Is that oh, man, moving that, forward? Yeah, that is such a, oh, it, it is moving like a train, a freight train. It is such a cool project. Um, I wish I could go visit it more frequently. You know, I'm only there maybe once a week because we've got a lot of smart people working on it. And our owner's rep, Bob Crook, is up there paying attention. And frankly, the joke with me is if I'm out on a construction site offering input, we may be in trouble. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm just there to take pictures, pat people on the back and learn a little bit. But it is really just could potentially be the jewel of downtown Lafayette. It's coming together really nicely. We'll be open next summer of 22 and it'll be five stories, 97 apartments on top of a parking podium. And I'll, when you're up there, you'll see it's going to be really an iconic location. And uh, yeah. I'm really excited to see the architecture leave a really significant imprint on downtown Lafayette. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I saw that last weekend when I was heading on my way to Good. West Lafayette yep. for some personal reasons. My yeah. daughter's now a Purdue student. And wow. Then, uh, then we are also had some groundbreakings and ribbon cuttings, I guess, both ribbon oh, cuttings. Oh, that's right. City you guys, and, that's right. And the wellness center. So, so much going on over there in Tippecanoe yeah. County. I mean, a lot. again, we're a small, small part, but that project was a partnership with the city of Lafayette and the state of Indiana. So we received a redevelopment tax credit. And to the mayor's credit up there, he was very active in making sure we 
designed a project that was timeless and going to look great and high quality. And I think we are going to accomplish that. Yeah, I totally agree. Thank Very you. nice. So where's the Ellsworth name coming from? Oh, again, you know, uh, I probably spend more time than I should, but Ellsworth is somebody local to downtown Lafayette in the 1800s who, you know, was significant in local politics and state politics and uh, left an imprint on downtown community. And so we just kind of looked for something that sounded cool yeah, and was historically, again, significant to maybe the growth of Lafayette, even if it was 100 years ago. Okay. So it's fun to kind of learn more about the communities yeah. we're in and then That's important be able. Yeah, it is. It's, it's really interesting. And the problem is I could just spend hours and <laughs> hours Googling. And, uh, Googling and pictures and everything. But it's also fun to go, you know, I want to build something that maybe people are talking about in a hundred years. And that's kind of how we think about it and approach it. And uh, hopefully we deliver on that. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Thunderbound Podcasting, the All Indiana Podcast Network can help you create, produce, and distribute your podcast for businesses, churches, organizations, or just for fun. Get the details when you email contact at allindianapodcast.com. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you will. Thank you. The Levinson and Noblesville? Yeah, down the stretch. Down you the know, stretch. Um, Are people in there? Not yet. Well, there's a lot of people in there. They're, they're working. They're though. working. <laughs> they're, they're not living there yet. It's like a beehive. I'm really proud, really, of the team, not just our team, but all of our partners and the city of Noblesville. To their credit, the inspectors and, and fire department are over there cheering and saying, hey, look at this and get out in front of this. So that's one of those benefits of a partnership where they we're on the same team. They want the garage open. Yeah. And they want people living downtown and they want our fences down and construction out of their hair. And so September 15th, first move ends. Oh, wow. That's not far away. It's not far away. And I'm excited to share that the pre-leasing has gone really well. And Perfect. You know, it's a double-edged sword. That's gone really well. And now we got a lot of people moving in yeah. uh, in a short amount of time. So it'll be fun to see that project come to life. That is definitely uh, true. So we were talking with some other municipalities, and, and this is one that there's a lot of lessons learned, both just in the real estate side and construction side, because other municipalities are coming and, and asking you how that went. How did you do it? Sure. Not only for the real estate, how did you manage that, but the construction itself. And sure. so that's pretty uh, impressive when multiple other municipalities are coming down and saying, hey... How'd this go? We want to do, we want to match this. Well, it, it's certainly rewarding, flattering. I'm quick to point out it takes a lot of people, yeah. uh, a lot of smart people and talented people. But most importantly, it does take some leadership at the local level on the, on the community side, on the city or town or county. Somebody or a group of people who are strong leaders, believe in the vision, know it's good because there's a little bit of sticker shock. These projects aren't easy. Right. 
to deliver as a municipal partner. It requires sometimes a significant amount of incentive. There's just no way around that discussion. And we don't try to, you know, part of being a good partner is transparency. And we're like that from the start. And that's why sometimes it takes longer. As you know, projects can take a year or two before you get everybody really understanding the value of that investment from the municipal side. And from my discussions with the municipalities, they have always really appreciated that transparency and being, they feel like they're a partner in this, which they've mentioned other developers and there's some out there that they'd never feel like they're a partner. They're just being taken advantage of. We we try to treat it as a true partnership. And that means if they're going to invest, then you also listen to their vision and goals and balance that with what's feasible, what's going to succeed, what makes a lot of sense. But typically we're on the same page because we do a lot of that front end. Does the plan make sense? Is this an area for growth? And then, you know, the transparency, the best thing, the easiest thing, let me say this, the, the, these projects. There's take, an easy thing. There's an easy thing. And that's <laughs> to tell the truth because these projects take so long and you're in front of so many people. There's just no way I could keep it straight if I oh, weren't yeah. being honest. And so I think the only negative outcome of that is when they eventually do say yes, like McCordsville, I'm just sick to my stomach because then it's time to deliver on some of those promises. So uh, that's the hard part when they say yes. uh, That's when the real work begins in my mind. Congrats. They said yes. Oh, now we got to go. I'm a a puking over here on the side of the road on the way home from the council meeting where they approved it. But that's a good thing. I think it keeps us motivated to be good stewards. Absolutely. Makes it more rewarding for sure. So this is just like McCord's, well, in a way, just like McCordsville, where this was the first domino. You had to take right. a lot of arrows, but there's multiple other projects going on. Downtown Noblesville, uh, multifamily, right. That's another right. parking garage where there was a lot of pushback that they didn't want this for you. Yeah. And now it's floodgates are open and. Yeah, I think those other developers should send me a fruit basket or something. Yeah, something at least. Because, you know, I say the pioneer either gets the arrows or the gold. Well, I took all the arrows in Noblesville. But first relieved that the project looks great, you know, it's a sense of relief. And then proud that we've kind of believed in it and it's now come to fruition. It's going to be a good thing for Noblesville. And the mayor and his team understand the potential for growth there that's going to benefit the folks who want to live in, in central Indiana and choose Noblesville. Yep, exactly. It's great, great town. Um, and then the Barlow, Barlow and Plainfield, that's open. Sure. People are that's living open. there. It's full. So we had an extraordinary, Congrats. thank you. We filled 116 apartments in about two months, which was again, logistical challenge for, our management and marketing folks and maintenance have been busy, but what's rewarding again, first it's relief, then rewarding is we followed through and believed in that vision for downtown and a lot has happened even since our project. So it's yeah. fun to see that come to fruition. I mean, Plainfield, as you know, you've spent time over there. It's incredible town. Yeah, it really it's is. incredible town, and they've got great parks and schools, and they're continuing to develop uh, amenities for their residents. And it's just an awesome place, and we're happy to be a part of it. Oh, nice! How how big is that? That's like two hundred units. One hundred sixteen. Oh, okay. Yeah, with some commercial space, 
ones and two one bedroom and two bedroom apartments and just was a great first project for downtown and one of the things i think that plainfield did well is establish some pretty high standards for development i mean i'm proud of the way the barlow looks but a lot of that is that partnership with the town who was a co-investor in the project and said, you know, we really want this to set a high standard for what projects downtown should look like. And uh, I think that does. Yeah, I totally agree. Thank you. So we kind of walked backwards here on projects, starting with McCordsville on, you know, just getting what city council approval, town council approval on getting some, some of that going to where the Barlow is open operating right, type right. thing. So what kind of lessons have you learned? What, looking oh. back at this whole process? Yeah, you know, I think lessons learned is that I haven't, I, when I think I have it figured out, I don't know There's a darn else. thing. You know, it's just all new. And so the primary lesson is pay attention. Don't, you know, we're not thinking, hey, let's just uh, let off the gas and we're getting really good at this. Uh, what I have learned is I need to pay closer attention is the first lesson I've learned. And it's key to communicate with your partners throughout the project. Sounds simple enough, but your municipal right. partners are critical to your success during construction and trying to get open. And so I've learned to make sure we continue to communicate well with them and support our team, continue yeah. to support our team, be a good partner, be fair, cheerlead a lot when people are working hard and just continue to, when things get tough, just yeah. got to really stay focused and do what you said you would do and think that we're proud to have accomplished that so far. Yeah, I'd agree. I think that you've definitely uh, been holding true to those values. Thank and you. So I've been watching ever since you were with Fishers and yeah, then that's right. with, uh, with another company between that and starting this. And, yep. and so it's been great to watch the success and oh, I appreciate you definitely that. have not been taking your foot off the gas. That's for well, sure. Well, a lot, like I said, it's mostly the benefit of a lot of great partners, you yeah. know, and that's really what we rely on. Find great communities to work with and then find great investment partners like Hageman group and pride investment partners is our partner McCordsville and others who just also want to be a part of what we're doing. Yep. So most of these projects are, a couple of them may be on a podium, but they're all wood-framed, brick scenario. So they're new construction. Yes. And would you be interested in redevelopment? It's kind of got to be the right. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm always interested in it. And then the first time I think I'm going to do it, you know, I tuck my tail and run scared. Mostly, too, because I see the people who do it and they're so good at it. And I think, oh, my gosh, why would I try to learn that? Right. And why don't I just stick with what I think right. we're doing? There's so many opportunities. I, I'm really a big fan of the folks and developers who are out there trying to, to to redevelop existing buildings. Right. I just don't think I'd be very good at it. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> or it'd take me too long. You know, I'm I'd usually be too uh, nervous. glass half full. Why don't you give it a shot? But there should be a lot of... <laughs> A lot of money on the line for something yes, like that. So maybe yes. that's not the right. The best thing I do is call somebody smart and say, hey, you got to go look at this building. And then I go back to my day job. Yep, that's exactly right. So you're using the TIF, the tax abatements, all that type of yes. thing. Do you have any favorites? Or, you know, kind of each community is different on what they can offer. Yeah, that's always an interesting dynamic because it just you know, like I've said earlier, and you and I know, it just takes that investment. So it's really about what is the right resource for the community. 
for us, TIFF seems to be the most prevalent tool that we use because ideally you get the proceeds up front and the buildings are expensive to build. And so an abatement, you're really trying to capture that over a longer period of time. Whereas TIFF, you know, you can essentially borrow against the new increment that you're creating. And uh, that has seemed to be the most useful tool for us. But I would tell you that our team over the years, and this goes back to my days at Pedcor and Carmel, oh, and yeah. Their, yeah, their relationship, incredibly creative. So there are just so many resources that a community can use to partner. Right. Just something as simple as plowing the parking lot if they have a public works team uh, yeah. or any number of incentive resources. So we're open to all of them. We've kind of stuck to the basic principles, but a waiver of fees is a great resource. Master leases, just a variety of things that we've used. It's really community by community. Even something like I see Yorktown's investment in that plaza as an incentive for us. Oh yeah. You know, we could never you know the fact you have a ten million dollar civic plaza yeah. As an amenity outside your door. <laughs> that's pretty That's nice. huge. Yeah. And Speedway on a main street, we're doing a project there and they're building a plaza next to our project. And so even stuff like that to me is unique. It's an incentive, although, you know, we're not capturing the actual economic benefit. It's going to make our project a better place to live or work. And that stuff counts. So we've seen some of the municipalities that are going in and they're trying to get the infrastructure. They're trying to get the trails that are leading leading to the sure. the retail, the food, the parks, yes. and that type of thing. That they're trying to get out in front of that. And, sure. And when when a developer like you come in, that they've already got that. And it makes yeah. it just a nice. It does. That's a part amenity. of it. It's not all of it. You yeah. know, unfortunately, I mean. You see it in communities that are thriving. They still participate with incentives and they have all the amenities in the world. And they still, because it's about delivering a project that's long-term, it's quality asset. And with the cost of construction and the cost of land, you know, it's, that's the conundrum with some of these communities that are thriving is the land values where you want to redevelop. Yeah, that's true. Exponent of 10 uh, over the last several years. So there's just a lot of ways to do it. But the commitment from each municipality that's a partner is really critical. You can't, it doesn't happen without that. I ask everybody that's on here, what's your favorite construction delivery method? How do you like to contract wow, that's a, with your contractors? Now you're a relationship guy. Relationship guy. I try to read. Do I think that when things go wrong, is this the type of partner I think we're going to figure it out? Oh, I mean, question. really, really, really. I believe there are a lot of good builders in this community. I know there are because I've seen their work. So I am trying to think, okay, inevitably we're not going to agree on some stuff. Problems are going to arise. Is this somebody I think is good at uh, conflict resolution? Right. And that's kind of how we read. You know, clearly we're looking for their their work product and you know, all those things we check the box on. But ultimately, do we think we're going to resolve conflict? And are they as right. motivated as we are? And the stewardship contractor, general contractor on a public-private partnership is a key piece of the puzzle. Right. And you need them to have a sense of stewardship to the municipal partner. And so we talk a lot about that and look at, look at that as well. Uh, very nice. I like that. I like that model. I like the relationship. I like the you're in almost full in at the very beginning. You've had to right. make some changes, but it's it's a partnership. Right. Yep. 
So one of the ways that you give back to the community is through the Fallen Heroes Project, correct? Yeah, we've done, uh, you know, if you and I have, if you and I have discussed my oldest brother, Sergeant First Class Colin J. Bowen, served proudly in the United States Army. He was injured in Afghanistan and later died as a result of those injuries. That was in early 2008. So that had a significant impact certainly on our lives, but also created a way to continue his legacy is participate in a lot of uh, different things to try to raise awareness or just help people generally. You know, that was, that was really the mission and not only what he was doing in the army, but in his life, he was a special guy. And so we try to look for ways that we can be involved in any of those initiatives. And it's really more, I'm grateful, honestly, to be able to have, to be able to participate in a small way. Oh, that's great. That's a thank you for asking about yeah, that. Definitely sorry for your loss. And, thank you. uh, and that's a great program and a great way to give back thank to you. the community. All right. So, are there any other projects that we need to talk about? Any other projects? Breaking news right breaking here. News, you can be able to tell on, us. We are part of two ready applications in two, oh, nice. two different regions with great mixed use projects. I believe, having seen the result of these kind of high quality multifamily or mixed use kind of downtown developments. They really are an economic development driver. You know, I see employers go, gosh, where are my people going to live? And then you start to see economic development really occur around those. And so they're not just a housing project anymore, really. Right. Communities have seen it's a key piece of their overall strategy to retain or attract strong workforce. And so we're going to participate in a couple of those. I'd love to share an announcement yeah. uh, wow. maybe down the stretch. And then, you know, we're also applying for a redevelopment tax credit with a great project on Southern Hamil- or Southern Marion County, a great community there that I think oh, good. is right on the cusp. And this would be a, an awesome opportunity to partner with them. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully you'll hear an announcement this year yeah, we'll on another to- one. Have to get back on here and give us a new I'd love to. All right, so now we got three fun questions okay. to get to know you a little better. Yes, sir. What's your favorite book or a book you're reading now? A book I'm reading now. So here's the best way I love to read. This is how I read books. I don't actually read them. <laughs> My wife does and then gives me the key pieces. Oh, there you go. Then I can act like I read them. It's- that's Without smart. actually reading them. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Use all Reminds your resources. Reminds me of law school and, and college and high school. That's been my study method, I think. <laughs> so that hasn't changed much. Well, but get some pretty girl to read the book for you. <laughs> I'm still doing that. <laughs> my wife. Uh, besides the Bible, which we talk about, another colleague of mine said there's a book called The Pumpkin Plan. It's for entrepreneurs. Okay. And it was about uh, if you want to have a prized pumpkin, you got to pay attention to the small or diseased pumpkins. And yeah. as much as you do nurturing the prize pumpkin, and I thought that was good advice. That sounds great. And uh, the, so, I'll what's the name of it again? The Pumpkin Plan. All right. And then a friend of mine here locally, her name's Jennifer Magley. This is her plug. I'm going to send her a bill. She wrote How to Be Queen. It's a 15 minute book. It's it's really oriented towards women in the workforce. Okay. And uh, I've seen such great feedback. She's an awesome person. And so that book has been a great one too. Yeah. I've connected to her on social media and I've seen her, seen that. So yeah, yeah we'll have to pick right. that up as well. So good. Good call out for Jennifer yep. for sure. Okay. What is something you're snobby about? Is there one thing that you just can't 
live without? Yeah, let's see. You know what I have? Here's the problem is once you stay in a nice hotel room, <laughs> it just ruins you. You know, I wish yeah. I had just not done that. <laughs> because I find myself spending too much money on a room that I'm just going to sleep in, you know, yeah. for eight hours. So I would say that's probably my little dirty secret is I'm not staying in the cheap hotel or motels. Just not gonna, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You I know just what? Can't. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know, usually you're traveling somewhere and just, come back to something cheap. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. That makes sense. <laughs> I'm ruined. I'm with so you. So that now I think is my, my little snobby habit. Yeah. Is there one chain that you like to go to? Or no, just, no. Uh, I'll just find the nicest one I can yeah. and then go fall asleep and, you know, and then yeah. <laughs> and wake up out. and leave. Yeah. I, so uh, there's no logic to it, but that's this the reality. Oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, yeah. I would totally recommend that as well. <laughs> You know, we've been uh, doing the Airbnb quite a bit. Oh, yeah. If yeah, I agree. Same thing. Those are usually, I haven't had a bad situation I know. with Airbnb. I agree. And it's the same principle, though, unfortunately. You know, you go, okay, well, this one's only this much a night. And yeah. then you just keep, right. you know, gets out of hand. But Well, this one's got a pool. No, yeah, you're only right? sleeping there. You so don't need a pool. I, I need some of these projects to work to pay for my Airbnb habit. I mean, <laughs> Habits. <laughs> Middle of the week. Yes. Hotel and all right, last question. Okay. What is something fun that you would never do again? Have more kids? Is that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they said it'd be fun. <laughs> right. Uh, no, actually, that's been amazing. Uh, that's been the fun part of having my own company is being able to hang out with the family more. Something fun I would never do again. You know, we used to, when I was in Arizona, in my younger days, in the summers, we used to go down the Salt River and jump in the rapids and get a tube and hike through. And and I look back on that and go, man, you know, I probably escaped death more than once. So now I'm just the old man, you know, yelling at the kids yeah. who are trying to swim in the Salt River. And so I would say um, probably that. Yeah. Or mountain biking. Always. It looks oh. awesome. And now I'm thinking, gosh, if I went peeling down a hill on a mountain bike, yeah. it'd be it'd be bad. It would be bad. It'd be bad. So there's going to be blood. <laughs> yes. That would be my, that'd be my anymore. Yes. There has been, and there will be again. There will be. So I'm just, I've retired, you know, to the, to the cruiser comfort bike, I think. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Much to the chagrin of my wife and kids. Um, I'm the old man riding around the neighborhood. So, Well, at least you're riding with them. So that's, that's right. important. That's right. That's the number one thing for me and, and here at Rebar is really yeah. the projects and all that's great, but being able to kind of 
uh, spend that time with my family. And the kids like being in the office, tons of snacks and drinks. Oh, and yeah. So it's been a lot of fun. Let's go to dad's office, yep. eat some food. That's, that's right. Very nice. Well, Shelby, I appreciate you being yeah. on this episode. Thank and you. And I appreciate your time. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot, Nate. I've enjoyed it. You've been listening to In Construction Influencers with Nate Lelly, the leader for Indiana Construction and Real Estate Development News. If you have questions or ideas for this podcast, please email me at the email nate at natelelly.com. That's N-A-T-E at N-A-T-E-L-E-L-L-E dot com. And thanks for listening.